We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation, man, and welcome to the first edition of Fan Fridays, the show where our loyal franchise channel members get to be the producers of the show. They drop their questions. We give you our answers. CP the franchise, Alex Chitaros here. All right, Al, here we go. First question. This one is from Yao Music 2609 His question is, I was done with RJ until his stellar playoff performance last season. Big fan of the kid, but he can't continue to have starts to the season as rough as last year's. We're going into year five. What is a fair amount of rope we are giving RJ before his time is up? What's your thoughts, man? Mm. Mm. Consistency, man. That's what I'm looking for from RJ. And shout out to my guy Yao for dropping this question. But it's consistency, okay? We need RJ to be consistent throughout the regular season. Sure, the playoff performance was great. I don't like to see him do that over the course of an 82 game season. CP, let me tell you this: he dropped for for out of 16 games through the month of November. Ten of those games, RJ shot less than 39 percent. We can't have that, man. 39% or less, that's how bad he was shooting in the month of November. We need more consistency out of him in order for this team to take another step forward. Yeah, I think, look, for right now, I mean, as a third option, offensively, I think he's okay. I mean, he averaged, still averaged 19 points per game. We are looking for consistency from RJ. You're also looking for better defense because if he's going to play the three, if he's going to play the wing, he is crucial for the, to the team's success, especially on the defensive end. He has to hold it down there. Now, in the playoffs, you saw a much better performance, but in the first half of the year, it was dreadful, his defense. And so he's got to be much stronger and much more consistent on the defensive end as well. But also offensively, you want to see the improvements from RJ at the rim and in the mid-range, man. His rim numbers are once again, have once again, have not been good, man. His rim numbers, 59% at the rim. That's good for the 24th percentile in the league. An effective field goal percentage of 48.7. That's in the 18th percentile. And the mid-range, 38%. That's in the 35th percentile. You know, a lot of people like to compare RJ or want to see him develop a game a la Jimmy Butler or DeMar DeRozan. But the difference is, is that those guys are prolific in those areas at the rim and in the mid-range, and that's where RJ really has to hone in his skills. Can he get there? He certainly has a work ethic to do so. Will he get there next year? Time will tell. It's hard to tell what 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 time RJ is going to wake up and put it all together, man. But one thing you are encouraged by is that in the playoffs, as we said on this show, man, he was the second-best player for us in the playoffs. Absolutely. You know, you want to see him do better. You want all those talks, all those statistics that you pointed out, Yes, finishing around the rim, 
mid-range. Those are areas that you want to see RJ take that next step. And you mentioned defensively. But to, in order to get that man, we also got to talk about the effective field goal percentage, as you noted, right? I mean, he has not crossed over the 50% percentage yet. 44 and a half his rookie season. 49.9% sophomore year where he was shooting lights out from three where he shot close to 40%. 46.6 last uh, two seasons ago with Julius's down year. And then last season, 48.5. I think what's really going to help him is not only finishing around the rim, but you saw that he got close with knocking down those threes. He shot 40% in that sophomore season. Can he shoot 40% again? Probably not, but he has to be league average. He shot close to 30. He shot under 32% this season. Okay. In order for him to have an impact on this team to get more minutes in order to get those numbers up, he's going to have to shoot from the three much better than he has in his previous seasons. Shout out to Dr. D. Roy Barmwell. He asked this question. Really love what you guys are doing and appreciate the level of excellence in producing the great content for us to have Nick's talk all year round. People seem to be concerned if Grimes will be losing his starting role to Dante DiVincenzo. Both guys' games are so similar. As it is right now, who should start at shooting guard if the season starts today? I think Grimes is is, is going to go in as the incumbent for sure. You know, he he earned it. He's he's drawn the toughest assignments. He's one of the league's best perimeter defenders, statistically and by the eye test. Grimes is definitely going to go into this thing as, as the starter. What you want to see from Grimes is is him obviously improve his three point accuracy and also get more opportunities to shoot the three because the Knicks will need him along with Jalen Brunson and IQ and DiVincenzo to knock down threes. But so Grimes is going to be very important. I think he starts off as the starter. But what we saw last year in terms of closing minutes, we could see again this coming season where his closing minutes are not necessarily guaranteed. It could be RJ. It could be IQ. It could be DiVincenzo. It could be Hart. So I think depending on how the flow of each game goes, your closers at the two and at the three will change. So I have Grimes starting, but I wouldn't be surprised if DiVincenzo gets opportunities to close depending on how the flow of the game goes. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think Grimes is going to start. I think he's earned that position as well. I mean, just in his limited amount of touch, just in his limited, in, I should say limited, but in his second year, he's already achieved what you want out of him. He's a three and D player base minimum. I think he's got more in his game. I think he just needs to be unleashed. That's with teammates like Brunson, Julius, RJ, finding him and making sure that he's engaged in the offense. And CP, for the numbers that we have for him right now, for how little he was involved in the offense for parts of the season, you know, I look at true shooting percentage to get a gauge of how well a player can be once they include, like, getting to the free throw line and stuff of that nature. He jumped from his rookie season from 56.5% to 61.9%. And CP, as we know, he only got to the line very seldomly. I think he averaged just slightly over one attempt this season. Yeah, 1.4 this season. So if you give this guy more touches, if he's able to get to the rim even better and draw the contact to have such high efficiency, efficiency while shooting, I think Grimes could easily and should be still in that starting rotation. But to your point, is he going to close? I think he needs to get those opportunities to close. You know, we saw from Josh Hart, Dante, we know what Dante David Chesel can do, but in order for him to really be part of this team moving forward and be considered like, whether it be a foundational piece or if he is, as we hear that Tibbs values him so much, you got to give him those opportunities. You talked about how he is guarding the best player. We saw what he did against Jimmy Butler. He had 
one of the top plays that you want to see defensively from a young guy, not shy away in the big moment. You got to give him those reps. So hopefully Tibbs understands to give him more reps in the closing minutes of the games. We're going to take a quick break from this Fan Friday's episode to tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Caldera Lab. Fellas, Caldera Lab is number one in men's premium skincare. Make sure you make a great first impression, whether it's back to school, on the job, or out there with the ladies. Your skin is the first thing that everybody sees, so make sure that you take care of your face. Make sure that you take care of it with Caldera Lab premium skincare. From the face wash, to the moisturizer, to the eye serum, they have everything for you guys, man. Premium men's skincare and go to calderalab.com use promo code kftv for 20 percent off your order all right al this last question is from jc squared 1111 and their question is why is this fan base obsessed with straight trading for a star player this team was a much different team once Hart was here think we were 10 or 12 games over 500 had a hobbled randall and still were close to making the eastern conference finals we have our superstar in jalen brunson and all nba player in J- julius randall and a player just entering his prime at 23 and rj who makes an incredible third option yet so many want to gut the team for all these old washed up dudes make it make sense what's your take on that man look i get it i get it i get it i get it we're so used to new york where we've had teams just homegrown talent we don't go out and trade for anybody it's our guys against the world i totally understand that look i'm a yankees fan too i remember the core four but look today Today, when you look at the game, man, and especially for the NBA and how it's changed, you need a top 10 player in order to compete in this league to even have a chance to get to the NBA Finals. Let's just go through some of the past previous teams that have won the NBA Championship. We could talk about the Nuggets. They got Nikola Jokic. Golden State Warriors for how many times they've won. Steph Curry, or even if that, if not just Steph Curry, they've had KD for the times that they've won too, right? Bucks have Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Lakers. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. We could talk about the Spurs with Tim Duncan. And sure, he had a great supporting cast with Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Kawhi Leonard. We can go back to the Heatles, too. We can even talk about the Cavs with LBJ and Kyrie Irving. But if that list hasn't said anything, you need a top 10 player. And that's what Joel Embiid is. Forget about all the stuff that we've seen in the playoffs. It's been him. Sure, I get it. He hasn't had that much great success. But let's look at this team and how it's been built. Ben Simmons, afraid to shoot. James Harden, guy just disappears in the playoffs consistently. And look at him now. He just wants out of Philly, doesn't want to go through the challenge anymore. So with that, give Embiid somebody who has been extremely consistent in Jalen Brunson. Give him that and let's see what happens. Because Embiid, man, for the last couple of years, top five player in this league, considered to all NBA votes, has been an MVP candidate, obviously this season, but has been in the running the last few seasons as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think this Knicks team as it is, uh, I believe their ceiling is currently in the second round. Now, that could change because the East could be fluid. We don't know what's going to go on in Boston. Philadelphia seems to be on fire. How does Miami look going into this thing? With those three teams, you know Milwaukee, if they're healthy, should be up there at the top. They're going to be top three. 
But depending on what happens with Boston, Miami, and Philadelphia, the Knicks could get to three. They could be four, five. I think that is is my range for them. They're going to be competitive. They're going to be a good team if everybody stays healthy. But winning a championship is a whole nother level than where the Knicks are right now. It's very difficult. It's extremely difficult to win a championship in the NBA. You have to be elite in many facets of the game. You need elite players. You either need an elite offense or elite defense. Your identity has to be there. With the Denver Nuggets, it was Nikola Jokic. It was Jamal Murray ascending to a bona fide superstar. It was Aaron Gordon's versatility defensively. Bruce Brown's versatility defensively. Getting contributions from rookies like Christian Brown. So your depth is certainly important. So it's not to say gut the whole team and and just for any star. But there's going to have to come a point in time where the Knicks have to figure that they are capped. For with what they have. They have a, a solid team, but solid isn't good enough to win a championship. Winning a championship is a completely different level and a completely different caliber, and it starts with those players. And so Brunson is certainly there. Maybe Julius takes another step next year if, if he's healthy. Maybe RJ takes another step next year. But I think Leon and company are still focused on trying to get that guy. It, I think it'll either be Donovan Mitchell or it'll be Joel Embiid. Maybe it's both within the next three to four years. We'll see what happens. All right, that's it for Fan Friday's episode one, man. Stay tuned next week for episode two, where we answer more questions from our loyal franchise channel supporters. CP the Franchise, Alex Charles. Al, we out of here, man. Great show. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.